0: You're listening to the
1: RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this edition of our RSA C365 podcast series. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, content strategist with RSA Conference. And today I am joined by our guests, Nipun Gupta and Sunil Yu, who will be talking about what security teams need to do to get their heads in the cloud. Today's podcast is sponsored by Acronis. Acronis unifies data protection, cybersecurity, and endpoint protection management for IT professionals and service providers, delivering integrated cyber protection that solves the modern digital world's challenges. With Acronis, you not only ensure proven threat protection, but enable faster return to productivity in case of incidents. You can learn more at acronis.com. Also, I want to remind our listeners that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to please subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so that you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to ask Nipun and Sunil to take a moment to introduce themselves before we dive into today's topic. Nipun, over to you.
2: Thanks, Casey. Hi, everyone. My name is Nipun Gupta, and I'm the lead product manager at Devo. And in the past, I've worked at many consulting organizations where I've helped Fortune 500 companies secure their applications and infrastructure. Most recently, I was the global head of security innovation at Deutsche Bank, where I helped uh, lead some of these transformations into the cloud and help secure that.
0: And I'm Sunil Yu. I'm the CISO and head of research at Jupiter One. And prior to that, I was the uh, CISO in residence at YL Ventures and the uh, chief security scientist at
1: Bank of America. Wonderful. We're thrilled to have you here with us today, both of you, Nipun and Sunil. I want to start by asking each of you to maybe share with our listeners what you have seen as the security complexities that resulted from massive cloud proliferation and perhaps maybe even a little bit about the source of those complexities. Kapoom, let's start with you.
2: Sure. So, with adoption of the cloud, um, I think every company is starting to become a tech company. So what that means is every company is starting to make digital products. That means uh, now the security teams are dealing with larger data volumes than ever before, uh, with an increased speed of delivery with their products. And the perimeter uh, that they would be able to easily control and approve and manage is starting to disappear. So all of these changes have challenged the security operations team as now there's an enhanced threat surface for them to defend, Limited visibility, it's very challenging to get that data all in one place to analyze. And then ever-changing cloud infrastructure is making it very challenging for them to find that expert skills to defend their organization effectively.
0: Uh, you know, Casey, as, as we did the introduction, I should have mentioned one other thing about myself, which is that uh, those who know me know that I love frameworks. And frameworks help us think through some of the big challenges that we have in our environment. So you used the word complexities as a part of your question, and it made me realize um, there's another framework that is worth considering to help us understand how we got to where we are today from a, a complexity notion. That framework is called the Kineffen framework, and it's spelled C-Y-N-E-F-I-N, for those who can't speak Welsh. <laughs> anyway, it's called the KNEFIN framework, and it goes through four phases, Um, Chaotic, complex, complicated, and simple. Uh, What we've seen is that challenges that we run into go through these four phases. And what we have encountered is that when we started having these massive deployments into um, public cloud, it was a very chaotic moment. Um, Businesses, enterprises were very comfortable with on-premise environments. We got it to a point where It's at least complicated, maybe even simple. And all of a sudden, the world has changed. And so the cloud introduced this chaos. And over time, as we got a better hold of it, it became complex because we can actually manage the risks associated with it. And over time, and with better technologies, we're starting to make it more um, moving into the complicated stage and not complex. Well, I don't know if we're... Quite at the simple stage yet, but the goal is to move us into that sort of uh, pattern, eventually getting to a point where uh, the users of the cloud and cloud security is simple, and then we'll get kind of get ready for the next challenge that causes everything to become chaotic again. But that progression is something that we should be aware of and anticipate and know how to plan for and look for so that we can make our lives simpler.
1: I love that because as you were, you know, walking us through those Uh, chaos to complexities to complicated to simple, my thinking was right until the next chaos comes, right? But I think your point Mm -hmm. about the cycle and being prepared for that, knowing that that is the cycle of the way that things work and being prepared for that is what's important because then you can make those changes, you know, it's not as, complex and chaotic for as long as it was before when you've planned for it, right? So even though you can expect that those complexities are coming, you can work through them much more easily.
0: That's right. One of the other aspects that's worth worth noting is when things are chaotic and complex, we don't actually have immediate solutions for those. Um, Rather, we just manage the challenges that we have associated with them. Once they become complicated and uh, simple, we actually do have solutions and that becomes uh, usually embodied in some technology. So it's just a, it's another way to think about the problem space where when we look at chaotic and complex, at best we manage the risks associated with them, but then when it becomes complicated and simple, we actually solve or address directly, uh, remove the risk associated with them.
1: So, my next question is is to that point, Then, what are some of the processes that become more challenging as enterprises move to the cloud? How do we work towards solving those?
2: Firstly, I want to say, Sunil, I love the light at the end of the tunnel analogy here that, that you shared with the framework. Um, I think... Over the last three to five years, it's started to dawn on people that you know these challenges that were really complex at the early stages of cloud adoption have started to become relatively more manageable and maybe solvable, as you said. So I think that's that's really great. So with that being said, what has happened in 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 that journey is that. The traditional security teams and processes—it's um, very hard for them to keep up with that pace of change and, and high data volumes and the evolving threat landscape. And all of this means that, you know, that these teams need to gear up for a cultural, talent, and platform change. Uh, that will provide a ton of benefit. Maybe something they cannot. Immediately, but over the next two, three, four, five years, when you know these challenges become a lot more simpler to deal with, uh, this is going to be helpful. So, that's the superpower I think all the forward looking enterprises need to be, you know, building as at the tempo to capture the benefits of the agility and the speed that. Cloud transformation is bringing to the business, but also can be brought to security. Um, for example, one of the things that we've heard from our customers and, and I personally was working on at my, in my last role as well is that a lot of the stuff on the level one and level two, if you are in a tiered SOC environment, you know, that needs to be automated. In fact, so much to the effect that everybody starts understanding more of the business context and starts to kind of Act as level three um, you know threat hunter in a way, and for all of that tool set that you know previously was probably set in stone for three to five years needs to be a lot more flexible and with that being said, this will bring the security operations centers architecture you know to be a lot more cloud native and uh, all of this will start to make sense as they deal with larger data volumes, um, you know, higher speeds of delivery. Um, So all of this change will eventually get them to closer to uh, dealing with these challenges and eventually solving them.
1: Thank you for that, Nipun. And I want to talk about, you know, you talked about cloud transformation there, Nipun. Sunil, how can cloud transformation help to augment security and even the DevOps process itself?
0: Yeah, so cloud transformation, I think, poses um, opportunities and challenges um, as we do security. Uh, to deconstruct the word transformation, the, the question that I would wonder is, what is actually transforming? And if we can have a better understanding of what that transformation actually is, then it helps us, again, prepare, as we talked about before, in terms of where it will help security and our DevOps processes and where we actually need to, to adjust and make sure that we can catch up in some ways. So uh, one of the major aspects of the cloud transformation is the transformation of everything as code. Um, Things are built as code. Things are governed by code. Things are checked by code. So, of course, we should also do security as code. But what does that mean? Um, And fundamentally, what what new sort of skill sets do we need to be able to address that new challenge that we have? And this is um, fundamentally, I think, one of the biggest challenges that we in the security community have which is to move it towards this this path of everything as code, to embrace that, but to do that in a way that aligns some of the people who are unfortunately familiar with just point-and-click type of environments, where we don't have programming skills, we don't have the necessary uh, requisite background to be able to jump into GitHub and start doing everything as code. I think that's why we're also seeing the proliferation of a lot of the low-code, no-code type of solutions, because it's not just security that's moving to code. The whole business, like a lot of businesses are moving towards that path. And so security also has to transform in that same sort of way. Um, but as I mentioned, it requires new skill sets. Um, and needs people who can, uh, who have a background in some sort of programming language or at least some scripting language so they can understand the logic and be able to craft that into code. Um, and it's just unfortunately that that shift hasn't fully happened across uh, many organizations. So I think there are people who are going to struggle with that transformation. But once we can uh, make that transformation, I think we're in the right place to help in the broader cloud transformation that's happening across enterprises.
1: It's interesting because you know our focus for the month is cloud security, right? And so. You know, I'm, I'm starting to understand as someone outside of uh, cloud security just how truly difficult it is to, you know, you mentioned the skill sets, right, and to find the right people and who have the right skills that you need to augment your cloud security in this transformation process. Nepun, what do organizations need, aside from those with the right skill sets, what do they need to understand about readiness for cloud security and maybe what are some good tools to help them mature
2: yeah yeah that's a great question um i think you know firstly they have to set some principles um dot star principles for them to work towards so that they can get ready for this change and, uh, you know, track themselves towards those changes. Um, So, as we discussed earlier, uh, that changing skill set, which means, you know, the biggest thing that we're looking for in, in terms of this personnel changes is uh, an engineering approach to solving security problems. Um, the, the automation, uh, continuous measurement, and uh, experimentation. This will be the predominant method of solving these security problems across the cloud, as opposed to something that we were used to maybe point and click and, and tools that were there for three, four, five years. Um, you know, this that's not going to work any longer. And then. You know, the other major change that that is going to happen here is you cannot protect what you don't see, right? So enterprises that continue this transformation uh, by becoming cloud-optimized are able to bring these relevant alerts and events and provide that real-time extensive visibility. That's something that they are looking for um, in order to make those decisions in of you know response or incidents, right? And then, lastly, as the culture of the organization changes, something that security needs to get more used to is rapid and iterative feedback loops. So, in traditional security teams, we believe in making. Scans or being very reactive after the fact that the products and uh, you know systems have been put in place uh, to tell the business that look we are insecure we are at risk please fix these things I think that part needs to change and the more quicker we can get to the feedback of risk and, and manage it quickly in their you know infancy is is going to be the tool for the security teams to to become better at uh, managing risk in the in the cloud environments. That being said, I think there are open source tools that are available right now for our security teams to let's say do Scanning in in their container environments, Kubernetes environments, so they can start to get a sense of these uh, newer infrastructures uh, and as to how risky they are and in production. Um, and also they start to develop uh, a sense and appreciation for DevOps environments and start to kind of take application security, you know, left towards the developer as much as possible. And then finally. uh, and there are many tools available from Cloud Security Alliance, such as Cloud Controls Matrix, that allows you to measure your maturity as you make this move and then uh, you know track that as you grow.
1: That's a lot of really good guidance. And I'd like to ask both of you, what are some lessons that you have learned as you've helped enterprises through the transformation of their security operations to become cloud optimized? Sunil, let's start with you.
0: So one of the the key lessons I learned was just understanding the statement around why is cloud different? Well, there's a camp of folks who say, well, cloud's no different. It's just somebody else's computer. Then there's another whole camp that says, no, cloud is fundamentally different. Well, what is it about that fundamental difference that should then change our behavior as we transform into this environment and become cloud-optimized? Cloud optimization, to me, means to adapt... The way that we build and the way that we use this environment towards the way that uh, cloud was designed. And to do that, I actually offer a new set of well, ways that we can think about how we do security. So, the old way of doing security is something that we're all familiar with, which is the confidentiality, integrity, and availability goals that we have when it comes to securing things. However, for a cloud, I actually don't think that CIA triad is the right model. I actually offer a different model, which is the D-I-E triad. And D-I-E stands for distributed, immutable, and ephemeral. And our goal should be to design and build systems to be D-I-E, and in doing so, what I have found quite remarkable is that it offsets the burden for having to perform CIA. So just as a quick aside, if something is highly ephemeral, do I really need to worry about the confidentiality of those things that are highly ephemeral? The point was mentioning, for example, scanning systems. Well, if I have a system that goes away in like 30 seconds or 30 minutes, do I really need to patch it, right? Do I need to make changes to it? Can I just make it immutable and then rebuild it with presumably the patches done when it's rebuilt? Uh, Can I not have to worry about making changes uh, in situ? So this whole notion of um, what was the cloud designed for? What sort of new architectures and, and patterns was it designed for, and can we actually align security towards those patterns? Instead of trying to fit old wineskin with new wine, can I instead uh, align new wineskin with new wine? And is the new wineskin the DIE triad? That's what I'm proposing. And that's the lesson learned I've, I've been sharing with enterprises to help them in their cloud transformation journey to say, how do we start thinking more towards the DIE triad and build in a DIE-centric way as opposed to the old CIA-centric way? That's
2: a great point. I think these are the design principles we need to start adopting in security operations to make it easier for us to manage the complexity in, in the cloud environments. And these changes can be a lot easier on us. Um, but that being said, one of the things that I experienced personally was uh, the resistance to uh, change when it comes to, you know, uh, approach uh, in, in security. Um, so in one of my projects, uh, you know, talking to leaders and helping them see the advantages of adopting cloud, uh, it was clear that some of the leaders proposed uh, just taking whatever tools they have to protect the on-prem environment and reinstalling them in the cloud environment, essentially from the camp that cloud is just someone else's computer. Right. So that's a, a terrible approach because that, again, you're not taking advantage of the cloud in the way it was designed and and really going to those principles cloud was designed to enable automation speed of delivery um connectivity and i think uh, your security is just not used to that uh, so most of the security tools that were probably uh pre-cloud uh, were uh, you know not designed to be transparent connective and and did not have those pieces in place such as apis to uh, enable that sort of uh, relationship between the other tools um and all of that once you know we see the advantage of uh, uh, tools that are connected um you know you start to kind of break down silos and complexity um and enables most importantly the automation which is going to relax your security operations team uh, a lot further and i think that was the, the biggest lesson that that i took was like look uh, you know until we are able to adopt these tools that are cloud first um in their own architecture we're not going to be able to start taking advantage of moving to the cloud
1: I love that there's been so much mention of, you know, these distinctions between, you know, what is cloud this, is it that, or, you know, these different nuances of language. Um, I don't know if either of you realized that this year we shifted the RSA conference track Mm. from what was traditionally just cloud security, and now we've opened it up to include cloud security and cloud security operations. Some might think, well what's important about that distinction. I don't know. And I would love to hear your opinion, just in your professional experience, what you see as those distinctions that might be helpful for others to understand about cloud sec ops.
0: Well, so I'm going to have to hazard a guess as to what the term the distinction means. So let me offer one perspective. So the first is the perspective that if I'm going to do cloud security right, then I I want to build towards the notion of D-I-E, as I mentioned before. I don't want to have to build things that I have to continue to secure, but rather I want to build things that can be distributed, immutable, and ephemeral, and I can frame that in the cloud security mindset. For cloud security operations, there's a whole different... Mindset I have with that and then I have to explain one uh, quick analogy to explain that piece. So one of the things that's uh, well understood in the cloud native world is this distinction between pets and cattle. Pets are things that we care about. Pets are things that we have a name for. We go patch those pets when they get sick, you know, by taking to the vet, whatever. Um, So we have a bunch of pets which are great for on-premise environments, but aren't really great for cloud environments. For the cloud, what we want to do is design towards cattle. okay? And cattle are things that you can't even pronounce the name for. It's branded with some obscure string of characters. And when it gets sick, you shoot it and you move on. So cattle are things like serverless functions, containers, things that are really well-designed for the cloud. When it comes to operations, one of the things that I think we want to think about is how do we avoid cattle from becoming pets? Okay, so our old way of thinking about security operations is how do I take care of this pet, right? How do I keep it safe? How do I secure it? So on and so on. But what if the change in cloud security operations is less around how do I take care of my pets and more around how do I avoid cattle from becoming pets? Okay, how do I avoid that unnecessary pet creation because every time I do that, I'm now having to burden myself with a whole new set of veterinary bills, a whole new set of uh, requirements around pet care. But that's not what the cloud was designed for. The cloud was designed for cattle. D-I-E aligns really well with cattle. You D-I-E your cattle and you C-I-A your pets. Okay, And the goal here is to continue to incentivize and drive towards cattle creation that are, again, designed towards DIE and try to avoid unnecessary pet creation. And I I emphasize the word unnecessary because I'm not saying that we get rid of all our pets. (laughs) For any pet lover, you know, they should be aghast at that notion. We love our pets, and we want to make sure that pets live as long as they possibly can. We just don't want to have 50 pets in our house. Right, And I don't know how many pets people have in their enterprises, but if you carry that analogy forward, then I'm sure you don't want all those pets running around in your organization either. So is cloud security operations then pet control, a function of pet control, not veterinary services, but how do I become the chief pet control officer and not the chief veterinarian?
1: That's a great analogy. I love that. Although I, I have to say, I, I'm glad that I was on mute when you shot the cattle. <laughs> 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 Nipun, did you have anything you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think uh, you know, the specs versus cattle analogy makes me go back to the early days of the cloud when yeah, we are trying to understand, uh, how to adopt containers and, and cloud environments and how to, uh, get ready for ephemeral infrastructure. So uh, I'm glad we're using security right now as well. Um, okay, so cloud security versus cloud sec ops and, and why have we, uh, you know, shifted that track in RSA conference? I mean, firstly, I think as the last uh, three years have evolved, um, you know, we have started to realize that cloud security, a problem that uh, we earlier understood as something that was purely based on detecting misconfiguration and infrastructure shift, you know, the the drift in in security settings um, is is not just that. I think it's bigger, and uh, what we have to do in order to deal with this bigger shift is to kind of gear up our security operations in a way that it can get us that visibility across uh, different infrastructure environments, as well as uh, start to take advantage of those automation opportunities that exist with the adoption of the cloud. I think what that really starts to mean is that with this really high amount of data volumes that we're dealing with, You know, the alerting systems we're used to, uh, the old security operation tool set, is is not going to be enough, right? So, uh, in fact, like one of my uh, friends uh, posted in in a recent uh, uh, blog that when a human being is needed to manually receive an alert, contextualize it, investigate it, and mitigate it, it's a declaration of failure, right? So, I think that is a huge problem now, Um You know, as Sunil has in fact shared in in some of the conversations that we have had, uh too, that when it comes to attackers, they think in graphs and defenders traditionally have always thought in lists, right? They're always Looking at lists of alerts, we are looking at lists of compliance challenges uh, controls right and and that means that we are always going to be much slower than attackers when it comes to making decisions right so i I want to take this idea of cloud security operations and apply it to this graph methodology uh, of, of defense and, and see that how can we start to kind of automate away so these pains for the security operations team uh, and start to move towards the idea of autonomous security operations where we don't have to deal with every single alert and we start to think about problems and graphs rather than lists. So, so that's my uh, one takeaway with this change of name.
1: I love that, and I love that you were both brave enough to hazard a guess, as Sunil said, right, because that's how we move the needle forward, right, that, that we engage in these important conversations, and we start to think a little bit differently about these nuances within the idea of cloud security. There are all these different elements that are important to think about, and, you know, even, Sunil, with the, the shifting thought on the framework, right? And um, that ability to be resilient and evolve as needed is hugely important to the success of transformation to the cloud and um, making that secure. So I appreciate you both being courageous enough to share your thoughts on it, right? And, And hopefully people keep the conversation going and think maybe a little bit differently about what it means to them. I do have one final question for each of you. So when it comes to getting your head in the cloud, what are the most valuable things that you can share with our listeners today about what they can do, not only today, but in the coming weeks and in the coming months to address their own security complexities? Sunil, why don't we start with you?
0: Sure. Yeah. So first is really to, again, have that mindset around D-I-E instead of C-I-A. And one of the things I really love about the DIE triad is is that it's actually extremely measurable. How do you measure confidentiality? (laughs) Good luck. How do you measure ephemerality? Oh, actually, that's a lot easier. It turns out, um, and not only is it easier, but that information is oftentimes very uh, readily available as well. So from a long-term sort of standpoint, or at least in the coming months, Get that information and understand how DIE, your own environment, is. It helps you uh, frame how many pets you have in your own environment, how ready your organization is to start embracing this mindset of DIE, which, to me, puts one into a great position to adopt cloud and embrace cloud and cloud security and cloud security operations, however we might want to define it. So that's that's one thing. Just uh, start measuring how DIE your environment is and, You'll find some interesting um, things about that as well. Um, I also have a couple other adages that I I usually leave people with, which is, I was kind of hinting at this earlier, but I have this adage, which is pets on-prem, cattle in the cloud. Pets on-prem, cattle in the cloud. So what you don't want to do is move your pets to the cloud. That is like feeding your pets to cattle, which should be abhorrent, right? Um, What you do instead is you usually feed your cattle to your pets. That progression is a lot more natural. But that said, um, avoid the lift and shift model that we've all learned and found to be the worst thing you could possibly do because you're taking an old model, the old wine, as I mentioned, and putting it into new wineskin and uh, suffering the consequences of that. So... Avoid that, and if if you have plans on doing that, change those plans. Uh, change a model of how you operate so that you can ensure that uh, going forward as you do your cloud transformation, that you have design systems to be DIE, that you're designing systems to actually operate in the way that it was supposed to operate in the cloud. And unfortunately, that may require new tooling. It may require new uh, technologies, um, new team members, people with different skill sets. So it is a transformation, and you can't – if people and things are being transformed, we have to prepare for it and anticipate that uh, we all have to change to adapt to this new model, this new way of working.
2: So um, what I would add here is um, to get ahead of this transformation, start thinking about what are your core principles for um, taking your security team and getting it – uh, ready for the clouds, right? So I think the biggest challenge that you will start to see is having that expertise at scale to deal with the high data volumes, to deal with uh, perimeterless infrastructure and to start taking advantage of that, that automation opportunity that's out there. And for that to happen, um, you know, at the minimum, Stop being afraid of collecting the security telemetry, the infrastructure telemetry that you need uh, to make sense of your environment, right? So collect all data at any scale. And then finally, uh, you know, start taking advantage of the analytics, the automation, um, the uh, machine learning that's available to you uh, by adopting tools that have that capability. And then um, last but not the least is no company can hire uh, the best uh, experts all the time for uh, everything that you need to, uh, you know, manage your risk. So uh, start taking advantage of the community out there uh, and, and, you know, adopt those solutions that are able to get you access to that community so you can um, not think of it as something that is only possible if you hire the right people, but you can also start taking help from the people who are available on demand uh, to assist you uh, in the mission to defend your organization.
1: That's great advice. Thank you so much. I think my takeaway is you don't want to be the crazy cat lady in the cloud security crew. So um, <laughs> make sure you only keep a few pets at a time. Um, what a what a great and fun conversation! Thank you both so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you here, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to find products and solutions related to cloud security and cloud tech ops. We invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year-round. Thank you so much.